So, you know, the the life of grocery pickup means that you randomly get things substituted that you would never buy. <sighs> yeah. So I got, like, one thing of, like, a mixed package of fruit roll-ups and gushers and stuff. And they couldn't do that. And so they substituted it with two king-size packs of blue raspberry fruit by the foot and then just like a um variety fruit gushers the gushers are fine but blue raspberry fruit by the foot is terrible i believe it i typically like blue raspberry that's why they that's why they package it with gushers because they couldn't get anybody else to buy i've never really liked fruit by the foots in general so yeah i don't i'm not surprised yeah yeah, do not like. I texted David and Carrie, and I was like, can James eat fruit roll-ups yet? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I can. Hello, friends. My name is Jacob Collins, and you're listening to the Mist Conceptions Podcast. supposed to provide answers, but all I have is more questions. Cooper Wheatley is the sheriff of Nottingham, well, that just makes sense, but what is the cabal planning, and what role did Paul St. George have in all this? And, uh, how do we find Linda? I really hope we find what we need at the news station, otherwise, I don't know what leads we have anymore. Previously on Misconceptions, the crew met Miss Minnie, the fifth chair of the Cabal, a member of the inner circle of the Cabal, and um, they didn't fight her. They didn't try to kill her either, although Faye had some thoughts about killing her, um, they didn't. What they did was ask Miss Minnie some questions, and Miss Minnie uh, claimed to be the smartest woman in the city and revealed some information to them, uh, but was unable to reveal more information to them, seemingly bound by some spell that allowed her to keep living even after she had been beheaded by her own personal enemies. Equipped with the knowledge and riddled by the questions that Miss Minnie had left them with, the crew decided to find Linda Lockwood, the woman upon whom, apparently, Miss Minnie says, this whole operation hinges on. So the crew has decided to go to the weekly news station and try to find out where Linda has been hiding. And before we get into this episode, uh, it occurs to me that I never explained 
uh, end game. It happened uh, a couple of episodes ago. Not the movie. The custom move that we are uh, introducing in this last part of Misconceptions uh, as the Cabal nears the end of their operation, their plan. Uh, and I, I realized that y'all ra- rolled an 8 uh, during episode 81, uh, and I never explained what happened. So, on a 7 through 9, uh, I get to step up a status called Encroaching Danger. I get to step it up by 2. On a 10+, plus, I get to step it up by 3. Uh, and whenever I step it up by 2, two things happen. The first thing you were already witness to, the explosion at 123 Blanco Street, the water treatment plant exploding. But there is a second thing that has happened that is linked to uh, the Cabal's endgame that will eventually lead to their plan being enacted that has happened that you are not aware of yet. And so at the start of every session, I'll ask you to roll that endgame move, and you will add the encroaching danger status to your roll. So right now, it is an encroaching danger 2 status. Whenever it gets to a 5, the Cabal's plan happens. So right now, Encroaching Danger 2 needs to get to a 5 for the Cabal to completely enact their plan. But now, everything is falling into place for the Cabal, and the crew is on a desperate race to solve the mystery before it happens. And so, this episode opens up at the weekly news. Or rather, I'm not sure where it opens up. Because this episode is going to be a little different. We're going to use the heist rules in the Fortune Row supplement of City of Mist. And we're going to play this like a heist. Which means it's going to be very Ocean's Eleven-y. Where we're flashing uh, back and forth between the present and the past. Where the crew uh, prepared. And I will uh, say Woodard will count as a plus one tag if you can think of a way to use him during this i mean during the show um because presumably he's going to be around till the end uh so uh you you all take the liberties you want with this and uh if we need to flash back to the prep sequence we do but the weekly news station is a multi floored building it is one of the skyscrapers of the city it is the premier news network of the city um like i said numerous floors uh and i think let's see i guess it's a 24 hours news station so you could go there at night but uh what time of day is it i assumed nighttime but yeah i was thinking like early morning hours like after the okay. 11 o'clock news people would have left kind of thing so like two yeah. three in the okay okay i dig it uh so late at night uh who do we see walking up to the weekly news what's going on so before that uh before we walk up as we pull up muhammad has pulled out a bundle of papers and i would like to go to the uh whatever stage 
You like to go to the prep sequence? Yes. Okay. So you see uh, Muhammad interacting with just some... He's interacting with a security guard, like, at a bar. Mm Mm-hmm. And... The security guard has the logo of the of the news station on his on his shoulder, mm-hmm. um, and you just see them kind of uh, chatting, and some money changes hands, and then a, a bundle of papers changes hands. Okay, so uh, let's roll a change the game to see what you get. Okay, uh, network of clients. Okay, so is this due to a past client of yours? Yeah, so I like helped. He he okay. was in some trouble or had some issues going on, and I kind of helped him out as his lawyer or gave him some legal advice. So just somebody I've I've helped in the past. Okay, so you're rolling with a plus one, um, but you rolled a ten. Yes. So on a ten with change the game, you get two juice. Okay, so for one, I would like to create a story tag of um, shift schedule. It's like the guard shift schedule. Okay. Okay. And could I scale up the effect to a, like, layout of the building kind of thing? Uh, I, I think you could just make a extra story tag of okay. layout of the building. Okay, so yeah. Okay, so go ahead and write those two tags down. So you have a layout of the building, and you have a, uh, what was it, a schedule of the guard? Yeah, guard schedule. Um, and also, I will reveal now that there is a spectrum uh, on this scene called Running Out of Time. Uh, it is Running Out of Time 4. Every time you fail a move in the prep scene, uh... I get to step up the running out of time uh, by one. Whenever it gets to four, uh, you cannot invoke the prep sequence anymore. You have run out of time, and you have to fly by the seat of your pants to complete this heist. Um, so you don't that. want Esther to roll for the prep scene. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So uh, flip open a briefcase, pull out some papers, and... Uh, Hand the guard schedule to Faye and the map to to Esther. All right, my contact is uh, giving us some information here. I've marked on the map where the guards come and go, or at least where they're supposed to come and go. Nice. This is this is brilliant. Well done. Um, and Faye scans the shift schedule sheet. Um, what is the shift with the least amount of people? The right time now. you're going right now. Great. I was going to say, it'd be super easy if you said the 3 a.m. one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it would be easy for me. <laughs> Esther uses her scanner vision to memorize. Nope. The- <laughs> <laughs> That'd be really funny to say that. Uh it looks like there's a block of time, about 30 minutes, where there's only a few guards between shifts. So we need to get in and get out. Okay, that's our window then. Faye um, flashes back slash stays in prep sequence. Um, whichever we're at right now. Um, 
And um, Esther, what disguises should we have with the security cameras? Should we just have wigs or hats or... Ski mask. That won't be threatening at all. Yes. Well, who cares if it's threatening as long as they can't see us on the screen when they're watching later. That's what matters. You're right. You're right. Besides, you're the one that wanted to kill Miss Minnie. Faye rolls her eyes and nods. (laughs) I seem to be a little aggressive lately. Um, (laughs) I think you've rubbed off on me. I'm not going to have y'all roll for that. Y'all have ski masks. Um, Okay, flashback to the now. Y'all are still in the car. The the whole point of the heist is that we get right to the action and don't waste a lot of time planning. Yeah, I thought we were going right in and then we flashback. I thought so too. Sorry. So, uh, we're in the building then? Sure, we could. Who's... Sure, sure. So, y'all walk up the steps. Are all four of you walking in? Yeah, but in different at different entrances. Um. Okay. There is one main entrance uh, up a like a short. Well, no, I guess it would be just base level. There is like the rotating doors that leads into the lobby area uh, of this skyscraper. Mm-hmm. And there's not a back door. Oh, I mean, of course there's a back door. In the city, there's always a back door. <laughs> there is um, a fire escape. But if you wanted to go through the back door, I will need to sneak around. Uh, Muhammad's going to walk through the front door without the ski mask on yet. <laughs> He's just going to walk okay. in. So Muhammad walks in. Uh, is Woodard with you? Sure, yeah. Woodard and I will go in together since we're not okay. wanted. Uh how are y'all dressed? Are y'all dressed in like your legal attire yeah, or yeah. Are you dressed as normal? So we're kind of in our suits. Okay. So uh, Woodard is wearing a, a gray a gray suit, black shoes, uh, tight black, or uh, a gray Windsor knot, uh, white button up shirt. Uh, and he walks in through the door and like does that cool thing where like buttons his uh, suit jacket together and like just takes it the lobby yeah muhammad walks in he's wearing uh a tan suit with a silver like one of those shiny dress shirts no tie but he's got a bolo Uh, (laughs) (laughs) and the top button's unbuttoned because his neck's too thick so he just kind of walks through the door woodard looks at you and says are you ready yeah i'm ready uh, looks like looks like the records room is second floor, fourth door on the left. All right, let's do this. And he gives you a fist bump, buddies. <laughs> and y'all walk through the lobby. Yeah. Meanwhile, where are Esther and Faye? We're going in the back. <laughs> <laughs> I want to quit the gym. Uh, okay, so y'all are going in the back. I don't know. Now I'm thinking it would have been better. I don't know. for Because I'm thinking somebody should create a distraction. But not the people that are wanted. Uh, hey. They would get we, got. We have a prep sequence. Maybe y'all planned a distraction. Do you want to flash back? Esther does not want to roll. <laughs> she can avoid it. Because she will die. 
Um, sure. We'll, we'll, uh, uh, what's that word? It is called a prep sequence. We'll prep sequence back. Uh, and they're all circled around the table at Faye's cottage. And they're, um, looking over things and, um, Esther's telling everybody, I think the best and easiest thing to do is going to be a distraction. Woodard and Muhammad, you go in the front door. Faye and I will pull the fire alarm at the back. All right. Uh, We should wait until uh, we have the records. Then you pull it and we get out in the panic. The point is to distract them so you can get the records Esther we could also go in with our ski masks Mohammed and Woodard could appear you know very professional and we could go in with our ski masks um as if we were with our guns drawn which would certainly draw lots of attention while they snuck in too Granted, I would need to borrow a gun, um, but I yeah, did really well one, with I'm it not going to give time. you a gun, and two, we're wanted, so we don't really want people to be looking at us. But we have our ski masks on. <laughs> but they could take them off. <laughs> but we have the gun. <laughs> I, you don't have a gun. I, I will remind everybody... Faye does not need to borrow a gun because she is packing a gun stolen from a fire marshal in her yoga pants. Do I still have it in my yoga pants? I'm almost Never certain that she do. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so pull the fire alarm or run in gun strong. I mean, one seems a little less risky than the other. Yeah. Faye is outvoted, um, so pulling the fire alarm. Um, but we need to wear the gloves so that when it sprays the ink, we can dispose of the glove. What? What? <laughs> I thought that was only if That's you only money. Like, break the That's yeah. money breaking into banks. Are you, are you shoplifting or are you pulling what? a fire alarm? What ink are you talking about? <laughs> At my high school, if you pulled the fire alarm, it sprayed your hand. What? Really? So that they could charge you if you. I have never like, seen that in anywhere. Is that a story? You bunch of delinquents. What? What did Carrie say? Is that just a story that they told y'all? So you wouldn't. I. It could have been a story they told. <laughs> it definitely could have. Maybe Faye has been told this story. <laughs> I have never seen that anywhere. That's crazy. If it's true, oh man. Maybe maybe that is something they have said at her elementary, and so like she has said it to the children so many times that like she believes it. But it's like no, that's not how fire alarm works. She said ink, and my brain went, huh. <laughs> So, you're trying to get in the back door to pull the fire alarm? The fire, fire alarm. alarm. We, we pull in the fire alarm, guys. Hey, guys. Are you here to pull the fire alarm? Because hey, I can guys. help you. Hey, guys. I'm, I'm the rift of Tiny Tim, apparently. God bless us, everyone. <laughs> okay. Not uh, Tiny Tim, I know. Carrie, I would like you to roll a sneak around. Can I use my react before it happens? Uh, How would it help you? 
I get a sense, like I would get some kind of sense if there was somebody like right on the other side of the door or something like that. Or like I may get a like, I don't know, like my hearing is extra sensitive in that moment. And so I could hear if there's like somebody coming right around the corner and I can like push Faye back and slip in the, you know what I mean? Sure, sure. So add react before it happens. Faye, could you add any help points? Um, no, I already used all of them on whatever. I uh, used yes. four on that last roll, so yeah. I have no help points on Esther. All right, so rolling a sneak around with a plus one. Come on, Esther. I got an eight. An eight. Okay. So on a sneak around, uh, you do it, but on a seventh or nine, someone unimportant notices you. You are perceived by secondary sense, or you must leave something important behind or risk being discovered. <laughs> I like this idea. Uh, you must separate yourself from Faye, or both of you will be discovered. Okay. Okay. So, you... Uh, so... Uh, you slip in. Uh, it is a maze of hallways and doors and uh, utility rooms back here, and you are looking for the fire or not fire escape, the fire alarm. And you are walking. Uh, how do you and Faye get separated? Like, what happens that you have to leave her behind, or you will both get discovered? I have an idea. If you're what you got? You want. Um. So it's a maze of hallways, and so, um, you know, there's a hallway that intersects with um, the hallway we're walking down, and um, Esther, like, stands at the corner and looks, and there isn't anyone, and she gets to the other side um, and continues down the hallway, and Faye goes to look and sees someone coming, and so she ducks into a closet. Um and Esther has gone ahead and turned a corner before she realizes that Faye had to duck in the closet. Um, yeah. And I, I like that idea. And I like the idea that that person walks into the closet that Faye is hiding in and is like rummaging around for something. And Faye is like hiding on the other side of a shelf or like behind yeah. some wires or something, uh, thereby further separating her from Esther. Yeah, um, yeah, like I can't leave right away. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, so Esther, you walk a little bit further. You get to like another T section, intersection, and you look back to see where Faye is. Faye's not there. Shit, we don't have time for this. I gotta go. I keep moving towards where I know that the fire alarm is. Yeah. Uh, and you do get to it because you rolled a partial success. Uh, you get to the fire alarm. I look closely at it to see if there's anything that would shoot ink out at me. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) I take a look around. I pull the fire alarm and I walk back the way that I came. Okay. Pull the fire alarm. It starts blinking and there's a loud blaring noise. Uh, let's cut over to Muhammad and Wooder. Uh, where are y'all at before the fire alarm goes off? 
So I think we're at the top of the stairs leading to the second floor. Okay, okay. So we just stepped off the landing onto the second floor. Okay. Uh, so you have climbed up these stairs. Uh, there, there are people jostling and bumping around. Um, and uh, as you get to the top of the stairs, uh, Muhammad, you feel uh, somebody bump into your shoulder and you hear them say, Oh, oopsie. Uh, and they kind of pat you, sorry, and they uh, dart down the hallway. And Muhammad, you look at the back of this person and the most notable thing about them is their head of bouncing golden curls. And Mohammed, I would like to ask you, is this an old romantic flame of Mohammed's or is it an old romantic flame of Woodard's? Let's go for Mohammed. Why not? Okay. Uh, Mohammed, you recognize your old flame, Goldie, a pickpocket, a thief. You thought she had left town. Uh, and you quickly check your wrist. Your watch is gone. And you see the back of Goldie quickly going down the hallway, or going down like this upper landing of the second floor. Um, and at right that moment, the fire alarms go off. There's a loud blurring noise. Some of the sprinklers turn on, and you hear people shouting and uh, dismally crying out. What do you do? Mohammed's confused and a little frustrated, and he starts to like chase after her. But then, I think Woodard kind of grabs his arm, and uh, and is and he just snaps back out of it. Yeah, I think he grabs your arm and he checks you and he says, "Mohammed, what's wrong?" Goldie's here. Stole my watch. His eyes go wide. Goldie here. I don't know. It's not important. Bollocks. Well, wherever she is, trouble is sure to follow. Hopefully she's not going to interfere with anything. I imagine she probably will. Anyways, um, she'll be right up here. And they're just going to walk right. towards the, the door that they saw on the, on the thing. Looking for the placard okay. that says records room. Okay, so you're walking up, um, uh, and it is... Woodard reaches out and jiggles a handle. It's locked, uh, and he looks to you, and he says, oh, I think it could use a uh, strong push. <laughs> um, yeah, Muhammad kind of chuckles, and I will... I'm going to put both hands on the, on the doorknob, um, Ursine transformation, my like forearms, just enough to just push a little bit and just shove into the to the door really sharply, like right into the door handle, just trying to shove the whole door handle through. I love it. Yeah, you just <laughs> pop it just enough to, to break the lock and you ease it open. Uh, you walk into the records room and you see just filing cabinets. Uh, presumably full of manila folders and files uh, and Woodard uh, unbuttons his uh, coat 
and kind of slings it over one of the filing cabinets and starts to roll up his sleeve. All right, let's start digging. Yep. And let's cut from that to Faye in the closet. Is the person still in the closet? I think once the alarms uh, start to go off, uh, they say, oh, man. And they uh, hustle out of the room, leaving it open. Okay. I want to um, try to get up to the records room to help them go through everything. Okay. Um, Let's roll a sneak around. Um, I am, I don't believe, going to add anything. Wow. Uh, The only thing that I could think of adding would be my acrobatic abilities, in that I could do a cool flip if someone was about to see me. (laughs) Sure, I'll allow it. Thank you. Plus one. I got a five. A five. Faye, you leave the safety of the closet. You start hustling down the hallway that you saw Esther hustle down. Uh, You take a left and then a right, and you enter into the big lobby area with multiple seating areas, a circular uh, communications info desk, and just so many screens. Uh, And... Uh, as you are uh, kind of walking towards the stairs that will take you up to the second level, uh, one of the news broadcasts catches your attention. Uh, and it just starts like in the middle of the sentence. Uh, Found dead in his townhouse up above the city. He was known for his work in creating night industries. But he recently sold all his stocks in the company and went into hiding. He was found earlier today by police. And afterwards, this exclusive footage was obtained. Uh, And Faye, you turn and you see like grainy uh, camera footage of four people walking down the road and the uh, news channel like zooms in on the four faces of Ren, Bill, Esther, and Faye. And the news reporter keeps going. The four people that are currently most wanted for the attempted assassination of Pip Hamill and multiple other infractions and endangerment of the city, seemingly, are also connected to the death of Paul St. George, beloved tech mogul of the city. And Faye, you kind of freeze in your tracks as you hear that report. And you turn around and you see two security guards uh, are ushering people out. But they turn and they see you. And then right over your shoulder, they see the blurry, grainy camera footage of you. And their hands start to go to their uh, guns at their waist. I have my ski mask on. You do have your ski mask on? Okay, so they see a woman with a ski mask in the middle of the lobby. Their hands go to their guns. Um, what do um, you do? Okay, so Faye is standing right by the door into 
the staircase. Uh, um, I think, no, no, no. You had walked into the middle of the lobby to get to the staircase that leads up to the second level. So you are somewhere near the middle, somewhere near the circle desk, and your back is silhouetted by all the TV screens with these different reports, most of them about the death of Paul St. George, uh, his body just having been found today, this morning, or I guess late at night. Um... Okay, Faye is um, going to very gracefully pull her gun out of her yoga pants. Um, okay. So, Faye goes to pull this gun out gracefully. How does Faye actually pull it out? <laughs> so it falls down her pant leg and she has to, like, <laughs> shake it. <laughs> so, obviously, the yoga pants are, are tight. And then, of course, it's, like, under her shirt. So, she's, like, got her hand up towards, like, one hand up towards the security guard's and she's like trying to lift her shirt up with her other hand <laughs> to get into the yeah, leggings shot. that are like the high ones to like pull in her stomach. And then the gun is like clearly out the side and it's like slid down to her hips. So she's like digging with one hand to pull the gun no. up. And so oh, she like no. keeps the hand out, you know, with her ski mask on. She pulls the gun out. <laughs> She pulls the gun out and, um, like, holds it then with both hands and looks at them and says, I wouldn't shoot if I were you. (laughs) I think in all the time of you doing that, they already had their guns out and they're pointing them at you. And they say, drop the gun. So you see, I could drop the gun or we could talk about why guns promote so much violence in our society. I mean, I simply am walking through your lobby in a ski mask, and you automatically... Get on the ground and drop the gun! Okay, um, I see that you're very distressed. <laughs> um, I recognize that. I understand your feeling. Um, this is a very overwhelming situation. Um, I would really like to comply with what you are telling me to do. Faye is clearly just Tessa, I would like you water. to roll a face danger against a flesh wound too. He's in the process of getting to the ground, my gosh. <laughs> were you were you actively like talking as you were putting your hands up and getting to the ground? You, well, yeah, I was gonna like start like putting the gun down on the ground and then I was gonna run. Oh, okay. Well then, if you are like complying and like going to put the gun down on the ground, one of them uh, starts walking towards you with his gun still trained on you and one still has his gun trained on you from far away. Okay, so Faye is like going towards the ground. She's got her gun in hand and appears very much that she's gonna um, set her gun down and lay down on the ground. And like right as she gets down almost about to lay down she like jumps up flips back and starts to run back down the hallway okay uh please roll a take the risk yeah um acrobatic master okay i got an eight an eight all right so i get to offer you an ugly choice um they either tackle you and give you an appropriate status and pin you to the ground or does he grab your mask and tear it off revealing who you are 
And then there are guards in the hallway as well. They tackle me there. Okay, so roll a face danger against a subdued two status. I got a nine. A nine? Okay, uh, so... Uh, you take a tripped one status as, like, he dies for you, tries to grab you, uh, but it's slick and wet, so he's sliding, uh, you're sliding, he tries to grab you, and, like, instead you spin, and you spin and hit your back on the corner of the wall, uh, slowing your escape, uh, and now he's kind of in between you and the door, or the entrance into the hallway. Uh, let's go to Esther. We don't have any comms anymore, right? Uh, you and Faye have comms. Well, okay, so um, as Esther is going back down the hallway after she pulled the fire alarm, she uh, buzzes Faye on the comms or whatever, however you want to describe it, okay. um, and says, Faye, our part of the mission is done. Where are you at? If this is happening while I'm um, flipping away from the men with guns, I would say no. Um, if this happens like after I hit my back against the wall, I would reach up and turn it on as I like went to keep running. I I think it happens as you spin and hit the wall. Okay. Two gods, guns, lobby, no, desk, TVs. Okay. Esther, you get that uh, very conflicting message. Esther lets out a big sigh <laughs> and turns around and starts heading towards the lobby. Okay. You start running towards the lobby? Not running. Oh, just heading. heading. You have your ski mask on? Yep. Okay. Uh, as you are walking with your ski mask up the hallway, you see somebody running uh, towards you with their ski mask. Um, or actually, uh, Tessa, go ahead and roll a go toe-to-toe. And, uh, apply your, uh, minus one for, uh, tripped up. Okay. I got a three. Oh my god. Okay. Um, so Faye, as you turn to run, uh, that security guard says, Oh no, ma'am! Grabs your arm and twists it up behind your back and forces you against the wall. Step up your... Uh, tripped up one to a subdued two status. Okay. Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 84 of Misconceptions. I'm your host, David White, and summer is right around the bend. You know, when I was a kid in school, I was always so excited for summer. I had no idea how excited I would be as a teacher. And this year has been an exhausting year to be 
a teacher. Uh, but uh, shout out to all the teachers out there. If you are a teacher listening to this episode, listening to the show, know that I am with you. I appreciate your hard work. Uh, and we have almost made it to the end of this school year. Uh, if you're not a teacher, I hope that you have some fun plans for summer. Getting out, seeing family, getting vaccinated, uh, and uh, you know, just having a good summer and really making the most of any time you have to pursue creative projects and uh, self-improvement and anything else you're wanting to do this summer. I hope that you have the time and the energy and the mental capacity to pursue whatever you want to do this summer. Uh, let's get to some show notes really quick. We have hit our $500 a month goal on Patreon. I'm not going to shout and give a celebratory clap because my son is asleep in the next room. So I'm just going to say, yay! Thank you so much to all of our patrons that helped us get to this $500 a month goal. This means that I can begin to pay Tessa for every episode she edits of the After Hours Side Quest series. And I can pay Marlo for every episode that she edits of Sins of the Father. And I can pay myself for every episode that I edit of Misconceptions. Thank you so much for taking this creative, nerdy thing that was in my head and giving us the foundation to turn it into something self-sustaining and profitable for the people that enjoy making it so much. Uh, thank you to all of our patrons for helping us get to this $500 a month goal. Now, I do not have a current goal set up yet, but I'm working on it. And you can bet that anything that you give to Patreon is going to go into making this show better and to improving the lives of anybody that is on this show with me. Uh, so thank you to all of our patrons. I will have a new patron goal up soon, and I hope that we can also smash through that with your help. There is a geek out during the credits after this episode ends be sure to stick around to hear us talk to christian about his experience on coming back on the show to help us finish the show and to hear us talk about miss minnie and uh, the conversations and the questions therein and this heist episode be sure to stick around for the geek out during the credits after the end of the theme song and you know, I was talking about patrons earlier. I want to give a special patron shout out to Waddle Squad. Waddle Squad, thank you so much for your uh, donation on our Patreon. Thank you so much for having the cutest little Patreon icon. Uh, but Waddle Squad, thank you so much for helping us get to our next level. And that's it out of me. Let's go ahead and get back to the show. Now, let's cut back to Mohammed and Woodard in the records room. Uh, presumably, you are looking for Linda Lockwood's contact information. Yes. So go ahead and roll and investigate. Oh, hang on. Can I set the stage? Sure can. <laughs> okay. So as the camera cuts back, you see the chaos and you see people running in the hallway. But like in the records room itself, the sound is a little more muted and it's almost calm. 
<laughs> and you just see Woodard like ripping out files, and Muhammad just kind of like file by file, just <laughs> yeah, meticulously, meticulously going through, going through file by file. <laughs> so yeah, uh, you said roll for to find it. I love it. Yes, roll for okay, an investigate. I'd like to add my lawyer tag because I'm used to doing stuff like this, and I would also like to add the okay. the um, the Woodard tag because he's he's definitely yeah. he is definitely helping you in this instance. And that's all I can really do. Let's do. All right. Okay. Okay. Not bad. Uh, nine. A nine. All right. You get two questions. What two questions do you have? For okay. Um, where do we find Linda Lockwood? Okay. Where is Linda Lockwood? Okay. You are looking through the L's. Uh, Woodard is simultaneously looking through another filing cabinet uh, labeled L. Um, and you find Linda's folder. You pull it out and you open it uh, and you see an address. You see like some old pay stubs and stuff and you see an address. I'm going to just grab one of those pay stubs and just shove it in my pocket. And for my second question, does Goldie work here? Does Goldie work here? That's your second question? Uh, No, she does not work here. Okay. I just wasn't sure. Um, uh, As you do that, uh, and as you pull the file, you see uh, Linda's address. And, like, you turn around to, like, exclaim it to Woodard. But uh, standing in the doorway, you see Goldie. Okay. Uh, the girl who broke your heart. Uh, you have had this relationship with her in the past. Uh, this relationship of, uh, like, will she work with me this time? Will she help me this time? And she always ends up double-crossing you. Very Batman and Catwoman-esque. Uh, but her, her way of living her personality was just always so intoxicating to you and she stands there draped up against the door uh and give me a what kind of pet name did she have for you honey bear we can do honey bear that works honey bear okay uh you see goldie draped up against the the door jam and she uh, kind of leans her head up against the door jam, and she just gives you that coy little smile. Uh, hey, honey bear, what are you doing here, Goldie? I've missed you. That makes one of us. Oh, come on, honey bear! And she like saunters into the room and like runs her pink fingernails across the uh, the filing cabinets that are now slick with the the sprinklers don't say you haven't missed the fun we've had I don't have time for this right now well it looks like Grumpy Bear has let you out of your cage so what's the harm in having a little fun and she like puts her hands on your shoulder and then Woodard pops up from the other side of the filing cabinet hello Goldie speak of the devil listen Goldie I'd love to talk, but it's not the place. Where do you go? Okay. And as you, uh, like, you you brush her off and make towards the door, 
uh, the file folder in your hand suddenly grows hot. Hot. Too hot. And you drop it. And uh, it falls to the ground. And as it does, it slides across the water. And she taps her boot on top of it. And she, like, raises her pink nails up to her lips. And she blows. And you see, like, a little steam coming off of her pink nails. Sorry, honey bear. But this is mine. Yeah, Mohammed's gonna turn back around, I guess. <laughs> Goldie, I don't have time. You know, it's just... There's a lot going on, and we need to go. So please. Sorry, Mohammed, but I've got a job to do. And she reaches down and scoops up the file folder. And this is what I'm here for. Toodaloo. And you see her, uh, like, hop, skip towards a little crack in the wall and she says too big and the crack opens up behind her into like this huge rift and she like does a acrobatic flip through and then on the other side of the wall you hear her say too small and then it goes back to just a little crack and Woodard says damn it come on Muhammad uh, yeah and you're just gonna run out with him, I guess. Okay. Who do we want to cut to? I guess Esther. I guess. Okay. There's not. Uh, so Esther, you're running through the hallway, and you get to the lobby. Mm-hmm. You get to the lobby, and the first thing you see is a ski-masked Fay being forced up against the wall by a security guard, while another is holstering his gun and speaking into a. Uh, intercom on his shoulder i want to go back to the planning scene okay the prep scene yes um i want to have talked about worst case scenario because we know that we always have worst case scenario (laughs) Uh um esther and woodard are talking faye through some not that faye doesn't have the knowledge of like some self-defense but like we're working on it some more we figure like it can only help and so we're doing some training of like um kind of like a miscongeniality where you have like the sing thing where you're like stepping on toes and headbutting and like that whole thing so um esther and faye kind of come up with like a signal for like if they're going to have to double team, like, this is my signal for you to go to start, and then I'm going to, like, take over and do whatever. Like, now we go, and we both, like, go into the routine or whatever you want to call it. Okay. Does that make sense? No, yeah, I like it. Go ahead and roll a uh, change the game to create a relevant status or story tag. What are you going to um, I'm going to add Daddy's Fighter. Definitely. Um, you also have your gang theme, and right now, True Friendship and Linda Hand are available. What is? Can you give me a brief? What those? No, are? those are those are just story tags. Those are just tags that you can add as per normal. Oh, okay. Um, however, you do have tight like that, which uh, gives you plus one juice when you're helping. Uh, or using help or hurt points, which I guess you aren't doing here. 
uh, sacrifice, you, you can have take a help point. Yes, but this but isn't what you're doing okay. right now. Um, sacrifice when you take the hit for an ally and pull it together. You recover one burnt crew tag per session, and the only burnt crew tag you have right now is powers of deduction. Um, so I'm gonna just use the true friendship tag. Is it okay. was it true friendship yep. that it was? Just because, like, despite Esther's hesitations, they are in sync a lot of the time. Okay. So roll with We're a plus friends. Two. You can say it. No, I'm not. <laughs> nine. A nine. All right. So you get two juice. I don't know how this would work exactly, but like a story tag of like routine mm-hmm. for like our fighting. Okay. Thing. So yeah, you can create a a story tag one for you and one for uh Faye of the routine and then we get to add that to our role when we're like different when we're going to whatever you're using the routine so um at this point esther is walking up and seeing the scene Mm -hmm. and catches Faye's eye Mm -hmm. and esther starts moving swiftly and she just gives a little like she does a small signal with her hand to signal Faye to rear back and headbutt one of them. Mm-hmm. And then Esther's gonna like come in and like take the legs out from under the other one. I dig it. Alright, let's roll a uh why don't you why don't you both roll simultaneously? Roll a go toe to toe. Uh you do get to add the plus one. Uh Faye, you do have the minus two for being subdued, so right now you're at a minus one. Can I use my fighter still for this or no? Uh, sure. Nine. A nine. And Faye, what did you roll? A two. A a two. A number two. A two. Okay. And then I just swapped out my dice for me. That sounds good. That's a good idea. Uh, okay. Well, Faye, or no, let's let's deal with Esther first. So Esther. You're going for the dude that's talking into his walkie-talkie. I want to get them good and give him a status. Okay. Um, I'm taking him out at the knees. Okay. I want it to be, like, pinned or something, but I don't know if I can do that. You do pinned. So, yeah. Okay. So take him, him down and, like, pin him. Okay. Pin to status. All right. So, uh, you... you uh, do you slide across the slick ground on your knees and, like, take him out? Uh, around his knees yes yeah okay so you do a cool thing where you slide across the slick ground you grab him by the knee flip him over onto his back and then you're grappling him uh forcing his head down into the the puddles and like pulling up on his leg uh, and you look up at Faye. Faye, how are you doing so Faye's arm is twisted and she's kind of pushed up against the wall and so she's thinking to herself, like, okay, I see the signal. I throw my head back to hit him um, and to headbutt him. And so she throws her head back and he sees it coming and, like, slightly moves his head to the side. So she completely misses his head. And then she's got so much momentum that when she, like, goes to move forward, she, like, moves too far forward and just, like, bangs her head against the wall. Nice. And so you just yeah. see this great scene of Faye, like, shoom, boom. <laughs> yeah, and as your head, boom, hits against the uh, the wall, 
Uh, you hear the jingle of handcuffs as he goes to handcuff you. Uh, roll a face danger against a subdued two status. Uh, the, and your current subdued two status does not apply to this one. Oh, okay. So this is just rolling without any minuses? Yeah. Okay. Um, I got a five. A five! Uh, Faye, you feel the handcuff clamp around your wrist as he forces you down and, like, there are some, like, chest-high, like, bars next to the entrance with, like, some, uh, steel poles bolting them into the ground. He, like, slams you underneath one of them and cuffs you to the pole uh, and turns around to look at Esther. Uh, let's cut up to Muhammad and Woodard. You come out of the records room, and you see uh, Goldie just skipping with the manila folder along the railing of the second floor. And so, like, there's offices to your left, and, like, hallways and stuff to your left. And then there is, like, a railing and just an open area that looks down into the lobby. She's just skipping along the railing, not towards the uh, stairs that you came up, but towards the window. Okay, so the railing that overlooks the lobby is what she's skipping on? Uh, I wasn't thinking about that, but that's pretty sick. Yes, she's skipping on the railing. That's exactly how I was picturing it, the way you said it. Yeah, no, I was picturing her skipping on, like, the carpet, and the railing was to her right, but, uh, I like that. Uh, so that's what she's doing. She's skipping along the railing. Muhammad's kind of frustrated. He doesn't want to fail this. He knows he needs that address. He's going to rush her and tackle her over the railing. Damn! Okay. Um, go toe-to-toe. Yeah. So we're going to go Ursine Transformation and Bear Hug. Because I'm going to try to grab her. And then fall over the railing and land on my back so that it's not, like, hurting her. Okay. But I'm going to hold her. Yeah. I dig it. Oh, baby. 14. 14. All right. Uh, You do it. You get to choose two. Achieve your goal slash take what they hold. Get them good. uh, Give them a status. Or block, dodge, or counter their best attempts. Yeah. I'm going to achieve my goal of restraining her and mm-hmm. block dodge or counter her best attempts to escape okay so yeah describe for us how does this look what happens so yeah uh he walks out the door he sees her just skipping haphazardly he's just done with it so he runs you see him lunge go bare and just wrap his arms around her and fly over the railing into the lobby yeah and uh as you're falling you hear her whisper and uh, as you hit the ground, uh, it's not the marble flooring. It's like a cushiony pillow. And then uh, it, as it like settles in and depresses, and then as you come back up, it solidifies back into the marble. Uh, and she looks at you and bats her big blue eyes. She smiles and she says, I knew you missed this. And she gives you a, a peck on the cheek. And Muhammad just kind of accepts it. Uh, and then gets up and is trying to see what's going on. Yeah, and as you you roll away from Goldie, you look up and you see Esther grappling one security guard, Faye handcuffed by another. 
uh, and Woodard is up on the the second level. He looks at you, and then he looks over at uh, Esther and Faye. You can tell he's conflicted. Does he blow his cover and go save his wife? Or does he escape with the information you'll need? I'm going to yell up to him. Fletcher, leave. I've got the girls. All right. You start running. Uh, Woodard nods, and he takes one last glance at his wife. Uh, Faye, do you and Woodard lock eyes? (laughs) (laughs) Woodard takes one last look at Woodard's wife. His wife. <laughs> she has been a main character in the show for three seasons, <laughs> almost four years. Can't stress this uh, enough. She is now relegated to the role of Woodard's wife. <laughs> Ooh, the feminist in me. Let's be real. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah. Muhammad's partner's wife. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, okay, so Woodard like looks at you, Faye. Do you and he lock eyes? Um, yes, and I give him a nod um, in agreement with Muhammad's go. Okay, and you see him, he's gripping the railing and gritting his teeth. And he shakes his head, and he, he runs away from the railing, disappearing into one of the hallways. Uh, Esther and Faye, what are you doing? Oh, I guess I should describe what the security guards are doing. Uh, yeah, you're grappling like, one security guard, and he's fighting against you. You almost have him, like, fully detained. Um, and the other, like, has handcuffed uh, Faye and is, has his hand on his gun and says, Hey, you! Hands up! Uh, my hands are kind of busy right okay. now. <laughs> Just give me a minute. <laughs> he's going to unclip his gun. Can I get to the handcuffs on the guy that I'm grappling Ooh, you definitely could try i want to try that because i want to handcuff him and then i'll put my hands up okay um yeah roll a go toe to toe and I'll, I'll give you a plus one because you're trying to use this uh this dude's handcuffs against him but also don't you have some negative physical statuses going on uh sure <laughs> always would you your... take all five of them <laughs> Would your busted back be interfering with you grappling with this guy? I mean, maybe. In an <laughs> alternate universe where I'm not a god. <laughs> the rift of the god. <laughs> well, feeling pretty godlike right now. Okay. You sure are. <laughs> no, I'll sure I'll take three. I got a seven. Okay, you got a seven. So uh, with a go toe to toe, you get to choose one. Achieve your goal, get them good, block, dodge, or counter their best attempts. I want to achieve my goal and handcuff him with his own handcuffs. All right, you handcuff him. Uh, and he was at a pinned two status, and he had a subdued three status. So I'll just say that you handcuff him, he's out of the combat. And I put my hands up like I was asked. I don't think the guard is going to like that, but I did comply, so. Yeah. Faye? Um, so, Faye never, like, officially put the handgun on the ground. She ran with it. Um, and so, I'm assuming when he, um, like, twisted her arm and pushed her up against the wall that he pulled the gun or maybe knocked it to the ground. Um, sure. And so, Faye... Though handcuffed, can still reach where the gun is on the ground. 
Um, mm-hmm. And so she's gonna reach over, um, grab the gun, and hold it up to him and like he- cock it so he hears the cocking sound and say, "You put your hands up." Oh, please roll a convince, and I'll give you a plus one for your handgun. Okay. I will take the plus one. I don't think I have anything else I can add. I got a six. <laughs> okay. Um, you, okay, so, Faye, you go to try to grab it, but it's, like, just out of reach of your hand. So, like, you do the thing where you, like, reach out with your foot and you kick it towards you. And you grab it, and by the time you've brought it up, he's turned around and, like, just grabs the gun out of your hand. Right as you're going, like, you fr-! And then he grabs it. Uh, but Mohammed, you are barreling into this situation. What are you going to do? So there's one guard that's now handcuffed? Yes. Okay, and one guard has two guns now. Yes, one guard is handcuffed, and one guard is two guns. Cool. Um, uh, yeah, so I'm gonna go full bear before he sees me and just barrel into him. Just smash him into the wall. Yeah, roll a hit with all you've got. No. Uh, I'm gonna add our scene transformation and wallop. Wallop. Okay, uh, nine. A nine? Alright, you get to choose one. I am going to hold the target's attention, and I'm going to give him a okay. uh, stunned two status as I smash him into the wall. Okay, stunned two. Yeah, you collide with him. He goes flying into the wall, boom, uh, and he turns around and he sees a ten foot tall grizzly bear. <laughs> uh, and since he is focused on you, he's going to lift up both guns and. Uh-huh. Roll a face danger against a flesh wound three status. Yep. So yeah, he's firing guns at me, and I just roar at him. Come on, decent okay. roll. It's not bad. That's not bad. It's a seven. So you take a flesh wound two status uh, as he just starts firing these into you. Um, Esther, Faye, what are you doing? The guard is distracted. I mean, making a run for it, I guess. Okay. Faye is handcuffed. To the thing. She's handcuffed to a, a still oh. bar that connects to the ground and connects to the, uh, like, coffee bar above it. Okay. Is it possible for Esther to activate her armor on her arm uh-huh. and then try to, with her armored arm break the cuffs off of the thing so we can run. This is totally doable. Go ahead and roll a change the game. Do you want to burn your Aegis armor to succeed as if you rolled a 10 with a power of 3? What would I have to t- what would it take to get it back? <clears throat> um, to get it back, you would just have to spend a photo montage. Okay, sure. I'll burn it. Okay. Uh, Faye, what is your uh, status, like your subdual status at? It was subdued two. Uh-huh. And then... You stepped it up by two ticks, two or three. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, so uh, Esther, describe for us how you shatter this uh, handcuff. Um, so 
Esther, as she is moving to Faye where she's handcuffed, uh, her Aegis armor, she like puts her hand down and her Aegis armor like starts to go over her arm. Um, and then she tells Faye to pull her arm out as far as she can. And then she raises her arm up over her head and smashes it down onto the cuffs, breaking it apart from them. Yeah. And your rose gold armor, like, glints off your arm mm-hmm. as you shatter it. Uh, she's free. Do you two run? Yes. Do you go through the, the front door? Uh, I mean, that's the closest door, yes. Yeah. I guess so. As they're running, Faye um, says to Esther, what about Muhammad? He's a bear. And Esther keeps running. (laughs) (laughs) Esther keeps running. She's going to make it to the door. Faye? Faye shakes her head and, like, looks back at Muhammad and looks at the door and then notices that he is a 10-foot bear and runs to the front door. Okay. Like, Esther and they're Faye. Probably not gonna kill him. I'm just guessing. Esther and Faye crash through the door into the midnight air. Uh, Muhammad, you're alone with this uh, guard. Running's just gonna give me shot more. I'm going to like bring up my hand, bare hands, and smash them down on this guy's arms to try to knock the guns out of his hands. All right. That sounds like a. No, this would go toe to toe. Toe to toe. Okay. Um, Is this one that I could burn a tag to succeed on? Yeah, it is. What would it do exactly? Uh, you would burn a tag, uh, and you would not be able to use that tag again until you do a photo montage to get it back. Right. Um, but you would succeed on the roll as if you had rolled a ten with a power of three. Okay. I'm going to burn my Ursine transformation to succeed on this. Okay. And I'm going to get him good and give him a st- an additional stunned three status. Mm. Uh, I'm going to achieve my goal of knocking the guns away and I'm going to block mm. dodge and counter. Yeah, definitely. Uh, as you, you hit him with that stun three and he has a subdual status or a subdual spectrum of three and you just crash down on his arms the guns scatter to the ground and he collapses to the ground in a heap after having a one-ton bear slap him against his chest uh and he is collapsed on the ground and uh as you are standing over him the camera pans over to the security guard that was handcuffed and not unconscious uh but he uh pretends to be dead because you are a bear Okay. Uh, so my bear form starts to slip, and I just run out of the building. Yeah. Uh, so we cut to outside. Woodard is uh, nervously pacing along the passenger side of the car, uh, Muhammad's Pinto, uh, or Oldsmobile, whatever we said it was, uh, waiting for y'all to come out. He sees Esther dash out, Faye behind her, and then Muhammad crashing through the door. Whenever Faye reaches a car, he opens the door for Faye and he says, I'm so sorry, are you okay? I'm I'm fine, yes, of course. Muhammad's running towards the car, and as you as he's getting closer, you guys are seeing he's got bullet wounds. And he just kind of 
he's almost to the car and just falls flat on his face. Oof. Um, Faye um, says to Woodard, help me grab him. Esther, drive the car. Um, and Faye and Woodard run out to um, grab Muhammad and help him into the car. Yeah. Esther jumps in the driver's seat. Woodard and Faye pick you up. Woodard whispers a tear. I got you, buddy. And y'all, y'all get into the car. Uh, I think uh, Woodard and... Er, yeah, Woodard will help Muhammad into the passenger seat, and then he and Faye will jump into the back. Uh, Esther, do you peel out? Yes. You peel out. Uh, and as y'all peel out, soaring off into the night, uh, Muhammad, you, you have the file folder in your hand, and you feel kind of an uncomfortable bulge in your uh, pocket. Goldie did something. I reach into my pocket. You reach into your pocket and you pull out your wristwatch. And uh, along with it, you see a little folded up note with just the impress of uh, lipstick. I put my watch on again and just kind of shove the note back in my pocket. End of episode. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Misconceptions. We'll be back with our next episode on June 7th. If you have a Facebook and or a Twitter, you can find us on both of those social media platforms to get up-to-date information behind the show and behind-the-scenes pictures and videos. We also have an email, misconceptionspod at gmail.com, if you would like to contact us that way. We also have a Discord. You can click the link below to join our Discord and chat with us and other friends of the show directly. As you know, this show is completely supported by the generous monthly donations of our patrons on Patreon. We could not make this show without their help. If you would like to support us monetarily, please click the link below. City of Mist is an RPG created by Son of Oak. You can find more of their products at sonofoak.com. The Misconceptions theme music was composed by Aaron Wharton. You can find more of his music at aaronwharton.net. Misconceptions is a product of the Misconceptions Podcast Network. And that is it for me this week. Thanks for watching the show. Stick around for the geek out and keep it nerdy, y'all. Let's geek out. We we use the heist rules, uh, probably not to their fullest extent, but it was pretty fun. What y'all think of? What y'all think of it? I liked it. <laughs> it's cool. I like yeah. it a lot.
I liked being able to not spend an episode prepping for a mission. Um, yes. But just being able to jump in and then occasionally be like, oh, and we did this. Yeah, I think that's good. Yes. Yeah, that's cool. Because then it's not like, uh, we did this planning the episode before. We know this thing is not going to work. So as players, we are going right. to avoid it. It's like, oh, this thing doesn't work. And it takes effect right now yeah. in the present. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Uh, yeah. Heist rules. They are in the uh, Fortune Row supplement. Highly recommend. Plug. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about uh, the rest of these episodes. So this recording session was uh, Woodard and Mohammed joining the team. Uh, y'all going to Water Treatment Plant 1, 2, 3. Uh, and... Um, Miss Minnie and the heist. A lot of stuff happened this recording session. What do y'all feel? What do y'all think? It's definitely challenging, like, kind of recreating the team, but I think it's going yeah. well. Muhammad had good synergy with Faye. It's not like three completely new people, plus we've played together in other things, so let's bring it together yeah. pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It is, it's kind of serendipitous how it all worked out. Like, uh, Jaime unfortunately had to leave the show. Um, but it was like, man, who do we bring back on? Like, we don't want to, like, have to reintroduce a character with only so many episodes left of the season. Uh, and we were like, we have a character who has been in the season since season one, or the series since season one. Uh, and we know the person who plays him. Let's bring him on. <laughs> And like he, he Mohammed has been an active part of the story, uh, mm-hmm. so it just it worked to like slot him in. Grateful and uh, fortunate to have you guys bring me back on. So, thank you. Oh shucks. Well, I'm really grateful um, that you were willing to jump in so quick and be so flexible with everything and learn yeah, yeah. this. City of Mist is a little, it's easy and complicated all at the same time. Yeah, um, it's complicated because there's so many options. Um, but yeah, so thank you for joining. Also, it's a win-win because now Woodard gets to also be a part of the story and I don't have to keep trying to loop him in. This is true. This is true. Yeah. Yeah. I, sometimes I have trouble with like the storytelling aspect. I think because I've told myself so long that like, that's not a strong suit that I have. Like, I'm not a storyteller. Here, you are a good storyteller. Okay, you well. You are funny. Yes, but. <laughs> I'm funny, but anyways. No, like, but it's a lot easier to just, like, roll and, like, this is exactly what happens. Mm. And then when you're like, okay, so tell me how it happens. I'm like, I don't know. Like. Mm, it just happens. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, it's just hard. And sometimes I come up with really cool moves. And other times I'm like, well, this sounds super lame. But this is what happens. Like, mm. I think I always want it to be super cinematic. And it doesn't always come off that way. And so, like, in that way, it's kind of, like, frustrating for me. Well, I think you did a good job. Always enjoyed Esther. Agreed. <laughs> with David, that you do a good job. Yeah. People like Esther. They have said as much in comments. <laughs> yeah. Comments and reviews. Uh, um, good batch of episodes. Learned a ton. Yes. Miss Minnie was a yeah, literal yeah. wellspring of information. 
uh, Esther asked and got asked and questioned and got a pretty big answer from Miss Minnie uh, about Morty. Yeah, but I mean, it's nice to have it confirmed by somebody because for so long it's been like, oh, he killed himself, that we didn't like. But I mean, I think that she knew that it was. I mean, it had to be the cabal, right? Like that's not. It's not a surprise, but at the same time, it's like, oh, okay, so this, like, this is real, and they were already an enemy, and, like, now it's like, okay, now it's personal, you know, like, Mm. so, I don't know. So now Esther is really committed to bringing down the cabal. Yeah. Also, we found the fifth chair. Yeah. I mean, I figured it was her. Like when we were I, I can't believe to y'all her, didn't know it was her. I assumed that it was because, like, all the Viking. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna be real honest and um, a really bad feminist, but it literally did not occur to me that it could be her because I assumed that we were looking for like a male Viking, and mm-hmm. so. I was like, okay, so like, who does she lead to? And then when you were like, it's her, I literally went back to look to see like, are there any other women in this group? And then I was like, oh, Linda, right? Like, yeah, Linda, <laughs> one of the main villains. That's right. Yeah, yeah, and y'all found out information about the mist. So, listeners, uh, I came up with the idea for this campaign way before the gatekeeper organization was invented. Uh, and the gatekeeper is like the men in black that uh, maintain the mist. Um, so they don't exist in this world, and none of the mythos in Shadows and Showdowns applies to this show. So if you're listening to this show and being like, the, the gatekeepers would never allow this, you're right, they wouldn't, because it didn't exist when I came up with this story. That's very interesting, because ever since I played the game y'all were in, my first city is Mist Game. Um, the gatekeepers uh, were such a huge part of it. And I have since then, so that was what, like two years ago or whatever, um, been trying mm-hmm. to like, in the back of my head, constantly wondering like, who are the gatekeepers in this? So yeah. now I know. Nope. There's no, there's yep. no one. <laughs> Not here. That doesn't exist. And I've always had this theory that all of the old women, um, have all the answers um, the, uh, yeah, it is. like that's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong. And we always run into old women when we need to discover something. So <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Well, anything uh, else to mention from this these uh, episodes before we uh, answer our questions? I don't think so. All right. Well, here are our questions for us to answer. How has the crew grown this session? Which character had the most meaningful interaction with your character this session? Which of your themes is under the most strain? If it collapses, what new aspect will show up in its place? And our fourth custom question, uh, which two of your themes were pitted against each other, and which one of those did you neglect? I'll start. Um, I think just in talking about, like, how the crew grew this time i mean we grew by two new people like literally um and so and i think like we're working on like cementing that group um so mechanically i'm not sure exactly what we would want that to look like but i just wanted so you you believe 
you believe this session, uh, you work towards the identity we will always have each other. Right. Okay. You can either give yourself an attention or you can recover one of your burnt uh, crew theme tags. True friendship or power of deduction. I want to gain, I want to get back a true friendship. Okay. So you're going to unburn true friendship. And then can I answer a second question? Um, or no? No. Okay. Just one question. Just the one salad will Just be fine. Just the one salad will be fine. Uh, Tessa or Christian? Um, I would like to give a help point to Esther um, because she almost called me her friend. <laughs> wow. Almost. Low bar. What a deeper low bar. Yes. Um, but specifically in the fight, we had a great, um, could have been great moment had Faye not messed it up, but, um, Mm. just a, a great like connection of what we were going to do. So I'm going to give Esther a help point. All right. So go hang, regain one of your thousand help points on Esther and Christian, which one do you want to answer? I don't honestly know. Really, my character really only had interaction with Woodard this this session. What was the f- custom question that you said? The custom question was, uh, were two of your themes pitted against each other? And if so, which one did you neglect? See, none of these questions really feel like they apply to Muhammad this, ses- this group of sessions. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think any of your themes were conflicted. I don't really think any of them are under strain either. No, definitely not. Um, you could you could answer how the crew grew this session. I guess that's true. Um, well, Muhammad is really trying to show who apparently um, <laughs> rushing in as a bear to save everyone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and just like risking a lot to get this information. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> so the crew's growing just from, there's a lot of determination to make this work and to get this through, get, to get what we need to done so that we can stop this cabal. Um, mm-hmm. So I think there's just growth in our resolve to go through thing to do what we need to do. Yeah. All right. So do you want to give uh, your crew an intention or do you want to give, or do you want to recover your burnt power tag powers of deduction? Uh, we can. Re- let's recover the burnt power tag. All right, you have all your power tags back. All right, and that is a wrap on this recording session. And before we go, listeners, if you like Christian and you like his role playing talents, you should go listen to him full time on Sins of the Father, where he plays Vartash. A schmarmy little fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're not wrong. I just, I just am just the worst. No, Vartash is a great character, uh, and you could go listen to Christian roleplay that great character over at Sins of the Father. You can find us on at Sins of the Pod on Twitter. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Let's let's stop this recording. (laughs) 